Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With the vaccine mandate underway, it is a fact now, it is passed by government, and no Canadian drivers who enter the United States and are unvaccinated may return with their loads without quarantining for 14 days and then passing uh, or having a negative COVID test. So if you're a Canadian trucker and you go across the border, as you always have, and you bring back a load and you're unvaccinated, you're going to have to quarantine for 14 days and then have a negative test. Next week, we're expecting Joe Biden's situation to uh, his mandate to go into effect, which will affect many more American drivers and affect the border as far as entering the United States is concerned for Canadians. All right. So and even now, American drivers who are not vaccinated can't come into Canada without quarantining for 14 days. Many drivers have said they're done. They are done. And we just heard our two trucking firm owners talk about the impact on our country, on our store shelves, and on the global supply chain, the Canadian supply chain. I'm joined by three truckers, and uh, I've spoken with them earlier this week. Two are just going to use their first name. One will use his first and last name. Um, Sil, Carl, how are you, Sil? Thanks very much for joining us in Toronto. I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me, Roy. Now, good to talk to you. Leroy joins us from Western Canada. How are you, Leroy? I'm well. Thank you, Roy. Thank you for... Uh for giving truckers a, a bit of a voice to air concerns. Well, it's good to talk to you. Have you done now? Are you done as far as driving across the border is concerned as of right now? <laughs> well, I will be. I am in the U.S. currently, so I'll get a mandatory two-week uh, holiday once I get back home, and then we'll have to decide uh, measures after that. So you left for the United States when the CBSA announcement came down last Wednesday saying the mandate wasn't, in fact, going to be in place. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, you could say that, yeah. I was actually across the border already, and right now I'm still down here and uh, have to make a decision mm -hmm. as to what I'm doing. Uh, to complicate matters, I did end up getting uh, sick uh, with what I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to run and get tested. I trust my system to take care of itself. Um, and I'm probably at the tail end of it, so I wasn't going to risk going to the border okay. and testing positive and all that kind of good stuff. All right. So Chad is also in Western Canada. Chad, you told me that uh, you've been driving for many years, got millions of miles behind you, and you, in fact, had uh, ordered a new truck, and you said if this mandate passes, you're done, you're walking away or driving away. Have you done that? Are you done as of today? Uh, yeah. The first week of December was my last trip. Uh, across, I seen the writing on the wall, and I was pretty certain that the Trudeau government wouldn't um, really be level-headed about this. So I took uh, some actions early and and uh, got a local job and quit crossing the border uh, the uh, first week of December. Okay, uh, Sil, are you done as far as driving across the border is concerned? You're doing something a little differently to the truckers, although you do come across the border. Tell us what you do and if you're done as of today. Uh, yes, uh, Roy, I import uh, recreational vehicles from the United States. I do this on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, when I heard the announcement that has since been uh, rescinded by the federal government that uh, they were going to cancel this uh, this mandate for another 
uh, week that uh, I, I had planned another trip this week and uh, I had to cancel the trip because there's no way I was going to be able to return to Canada. Okay. So the question the people want answered is this, and I'll ask you to just give me a brief answer to this question, but mm-hmm. here it is. Why not get vaccinated? If you look at what's the mandate, and it's going to affect your personal economies, uh, why resist the why resist uh, the vaccine, Leroy? Why for you? Oh, trust uh, both sides of it. I trust my immune system treated properly and fed properly to do what it's designed to do. Uh, trust again on the pharmaceutical side. Would you trust a pharmaceutical that was rushed to get first to the to the gate with a vaccine that has no liability, that has recently been fined $2 billion for, let's say, unethical uh, business? Leroy I, Leroy, I just want to stay with the, the trucking side of things because we're going to run out of time. I don't want to sure. shut you down, but I, I'm not going to shut you down. But I, I do have to stay with what we're talking about. So it's it's you trust your system and you don't trust Big Pharma. Correct. Okay. Uh, Chad, your reason for not saying, okay, okay, I'll do it because for economic reasons, I'll get vaccinated. Why did you decide not to do that? Um, I guess the shortest answer would be anytime the government says do this or else, the or else is... Uh, you know, it's definitely a, a consequence or, you know, I'm suffering con- consequences. Um, but in this situation and in history past, the government can't always be trusted. I mean, there's lots of books out on different things in different countries where the government tried to rule with an iron fist and it never turned out great for the people. Okay. So what about you? Why why the decision to uh, to not be vaccinated? I echo the others' reasoning. Uh, For me, I had COVID very early on. I recovered. I have, uh, I believe I'm naturally immune to COVID, although there is very, very little science on this. And the the vaccines are um, not, they are approved for use in Canada on an emergency basis. So I don't believe that there is sufficient data out there to uh, to justify me uh, having this vaccine. Okay, they've gone beyond the emergency basis. Uh, certainly, the United States, and I believe in this country as well. But let's let's talk about what's going to happen. You you communicate with with your fellow truckers, your fellow drivers. So, and the Americans are going to have their mandate uh, a week from today. Joe Biden's mandate. What are you hearing from? And I'll start with you, Leroy. What are you hearing since you're in the United States right now? What are you hearing from American drivers? And what are your Canadian colleagues, co-drivers, telling you about what their plans are? I've got both ends of it. I've got a friend based out of uh, the Lower Mainland. Uh, he got his second shot in December and only got vaccinated because of the mandate. I have a friend in Pennsylvania who uh, hauls automobiles into uh, the Toronto area, and he's quit crossing. He will not get uh, the vaccine. So I, I can't help but think that our supply chain problems will only worsen, you know, in the, in the near future. Okay. Is there, uh, Chad, is there enough work in Canada? Because one of you told me when we were talking off the air the other day that the American drivers are not so concerned about heading or 
whether or not they come into Canada, because they have enough work waiting for them in the lower 48. So they don't have to worry about about work. The border isn't all that important to them individually. But is there enough work in this country uh, to 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 uh, to help you uh, economically, help you survive, and help you keep keep moving along? Your situation is a little different, Sil. What about you, Chad? Is there enough work here? I feel that there is. However, I think that it's going to be impacted for the the lack of goods coming into Canada. Prime example, Snyder National just announced uh, a day after the reversal of the reversal um, that they're closing shops. Snyder National is one of the biggest trucking companies in the United States, and they're closing all operations in Canada, and they plan on being out of here in March. Um, I do think that long term, you know, it may be a little bit tougher. Um, so, but right now, I did uh, four interviews uh, where I currently live, and they're struggling getting drivers, period. They've had to hire um, people just to come in to do testing every 72 hours to try to supply their, their customer base as it is because so many drivers have just walked away from the industry. Uh, I got this email from Alan to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. If a trucker crosses the border and goes into quarantine, what happens to the load in the truck? Is the delivery delayed for the whole time the driver's in quarantine? That's a good question. Let me ask uh, you, Leroy, since you, are you going to come back empty? I probably won't have much choice. Um, there isn't going to be a shipper that's going to allow me to go take a load across the border and, and have me tell them, look, I'm probably going to get quarantined as soon as I cross the border and I'll have to sit on your load at two weeks. They'll say, no, thank you. Okay. So there's no provision in place, for example, where you got to the border and a Canadian driver would take your, your load and deliver it and you would carry on um, without the load. I am, that's, You know, that just sounds, starts to sound so unnecessarily complicated. Um, but you, you, So you're expecting to come back without a load? Uh, yeah. The, okay. the alternative would be exactly what you suggested, that I get across the border, contact a friend of mine, and say, hook onto my trailer and deliver this for me, please. Would they let you do that? Uh, they're, uh, most loads, yes. Okay. Chad, what, is, what, are, what are shippers telling you? Have you been uh, in contact with shippers you normally would deal with in the United States? And if so, what are they telling you? Uh, I haven't been. Like I said, the last run that I did down there was the first week of December, so okay. I guess I'm uh, about five, six weeks out. So I really can't give a, an accurate input on that for right now. Okay. So what happens with you? I mean, you have been, you've been bringing RVs into Canada from the United States, and you've, you know, it's been, I imagine, successful for you. And, uh, and now it stops. How are you dealing with, with your customers in the U.S.? What are they saying to you? Well, obviously, my customers in the U.S. are, are quite disappointed with the, this turn of events. They've voiced their, their displeasure with their elected officials. Um, but, you know, for me, this has been going on for quite some time now. Uh, for the four or five years past, um, I have been unable to get Americans to come and bring these things into Canada for me. This is why I and uh, a business partner of mine have been going to get these things in the U.S. This isn't, this for me, this isn't new. But now this is it tops it for me. That's it. I'm done. I, I, I'm, I'm shutting down the business and we'll do something else. 
Is there a, a chance, I just received an email from uh, one of our listeners, and then it just disappeared. We're having a little bit of a fun time with email today. Uh, is there a chance that you will change your mind? Will economics and uh, just pressure and and, and the sight of, uh, of empty shelves and, and, the, and the supply chain being under stress, uh, is there a chance, Chad, that you might change your mind on this? Um, the chance of that is probably... Um, pretty slim <laughs> for lots of reasons. Um, this isn't just about me. It's about thousands, tens of thousands of other Canadians that've lost their jobs um, along the way for for the mandate as well. And you know, you kind of think back about things, you know, through life. And if someone doesn't stand up for everybody, then no one's going to be there to stand up at the end. And and for, for a mandate that makes zero sense, um, lockdowns ain't working, the vaccine is not working. Um, so I'm not really sure what they're trying to prove, unless it is like he talked about um, the Great Reset. Well, we'll really, talk- at the end of the day, which seems like we're on par for that. Okay, we'll talk about vaccines uh, in the next hour or some more. But um, what are you hearing from other Canadian truckers, are, are you hearing that, you know, we've heard numbers of 16,000 are going to not drive anymore across the border. Federal government says it's more like 8,000. What, what are you hearing, Syl? What, what are you hearing from, you know, drivers mm-hmm. who are normally plying the border? The drivers that I, I talk to uh, while I'm in the U.S., they're all saying the same thing. Uh, it, it's insanity, and they're not going to get vaccinated just for uh, the sake of keeping a job. Like me, um, for me, this is the, the hill to die on. If um, if I believed in, in the vaccine, it'd be a different story. But e- even then, um, I would probably protest um, alongside my, my brothers and sisters. You know, I even... Um, went as far as uh, embarking on a political life, I believe, in this so much. So this is the hill to die on for me. Yeah, I'm looking at emails that are coming in, and people are really, really angry. Some of them are angry at you. Some of them are angry at the government. But they're certainly angry at at somebody. They're very frustrated. And I'm just thinking, Leroy, here you are. I'm going to go back to you because you're in the United States. In 2020, when you were crossing back and forth— unvaccinated because no vaccine was available, you were considered to be a, a hero. You were the guy who was delivering. You're the guy who took the risks and took the chances and drove into the United States and came back and people waved to you on the highway. Right. And and in that respect, it's not unlike the, the medical community that were, you know, heroes for, for, for dealing with people, you know, and risking, you know, illness themselves. Uh, as a cross-border trucker, um, you know, we put up with no restaurants, no rest areas. And, I mean, let me tell you, that puts you in a bind. Okay, so um, I've got, I have an email sitting in front of me now that I'm just going to paraphrase. It goes on, and there's some very colorful language in it, so I'm not going to try to, <laughs> not going to, try to read it. But it's, it's extremely colorful language. But the, the question is this, and, Chad, let me throw it at you first. What responsibility, I'm paraphrasing here, what responsibility do you have as drivers 
to your fellow Canadians to keep the supply chain going and keep the stocks, uh, the shelves stocked, even if you're absolutely disgusted with and in total disagreement with the mandate and the government? What responsibility do you have to your fellow Canadians to keep the supply chain going? Is that a fair question to ask you? Yeah, it's a fair question. And uh, if you could reply to the person that sent you the colorful email, ask them to send me the email, and I'd be more than happy to have a adult conversation with them. I have done that for 23 years, approximately 2.75 million miles. I would say that I've done it um, over the years. And if I choose not to, as much as people say that we're headed to a more communist regime, we're not there yet. And if I choose not to do that... Okay, so you don't have any specific responsibility. And I'm just... I'm reading you the... Well, I'm not reading you the email. Because yeah. I'd be joining you unemployed um, if, I, if I read the language that's in this email. But Roy. you don't have any... I only have a couple of seconds here. Who was that who just said something? So, Roy, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it back on, uh, on the emailer uh-huh. saying uh, these vaccines have... There's no legal responsibility on the companies that provide them. No, but, so that, no, but, the, but the person who sent the email, and I only have a few seconds here, says, what responsibility do you have to your fellow Canadians to keep the supply chain going and the shelf stocked? Will you take I, care of my families if I die from those vaccines? Okay, I, I, I knew you were going to say that. I had to ask the question. Guys, thanks very much for joining us. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.